What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. We have a great episode on tap for you today. My lovely wife, Lauren, is going to be hosting with Jess, a performance running outfitter. So Jess is one of the owners of Performance Running Outfitters. We've been wanting to do this podcast for a while, talking about her background in the running shoe industry, the start of Performance Running Outfitters, and then a lot of specific advice for runners on shoes, misconceptions about shoes, what you should be looking for in shoes, and just running gear or apparel in general. So this is a great episode that goes into a great local business and their history, and then has some specific advice for runners as you're getting ready to get new running equipment for the upcoming year. Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Falk, and I'm joined today by Jess Hopner. She is the co-owner of Performance Running Outfitters. Jess comes to us with a long background in running, both as a collegiate runner and coaching, current avid runner, a mom of twins, and a great Dane mom to Mercedes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jess and her husband, Trey, have been the proud owners of Performance Running Outfitters for almost 17 years. That's almost like you have a kid that's a senior in high school, by the way. I could. This is my kid. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> to say that Jess and Trey have left their mark on the Milwaukee area running community is a bit of an understatement. So I'm really excited to be able to have her to sh- here to share with us a little bit about the beginnings and growth of pro over the years and to share a little bit about her expertise in general. I think whether you're a runner or not, there's a lot to take out of this podcast from sport to wellness to business and more. So first of all, Jess, thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Jess, tell us a little bit about yourself first, you know, before we jump into the thick of things, tell us a little bit about your background in the running world. Sure. So I started running in high school. Um, a friend of mine convinced me to go for a run with her and I guess I started in middle school, but I, it's like everybody had to do it. But finally in high school, I decided to um, go out for track. And then from there, went out for cross country and um, we had a really, I don't know, successful team at the time. Um, we won a lot of conference meets and went to state every year. Um, and then from there, I actually went to Madison my freshman year and didn't run. Um, I would run along the lakefront path and stuff and I loved it, but I missed yeah. being on team and, um, the Madison was just, obviously I couldn't make a team there. Um, and so I decided to transfer to Whitewater where I ran cross country. Um, after that I graduated and I started running marathons. Um, I trained for my first marathon with one of my high school coaches, um, Richard Dodd, and he was awesome. He totally got me through it. Um, and from there just kind of kept going. Um, I went into coaching, uh, high school cross country. Um, and yeah. And then your husband, Trey, he was a multi-vendor at Whitewater as well. Yeah, he ran um, hurdles in high school, and then when he went to Whitewater, um, tried decathlon. Yeah. I don't remember how long he did it, but he was a computer science major, so it didn't last long. Right, I remember him telling you that. He did it for a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes you have to choose between sport and academics, you know, and things like that. I love how you said he tried. Yeah. (laughs) He would have been really successful. We love you, Trey. We love you, Trey. (laughs) He he started coaching high school when he was in college because yeah. he was coming home to see me on yeah. weekends and stuff. So Yeah, so, you know, just different ways of still having exposure to it. You know, I think that's what's unique about the running world in general is there's so many ways you can have your hand in it, whether it's personally or, like, supporting it that way. And I think that's kind of what's unique about the running community in general. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So where did the idea of performance running outfitters come from? And tell us about the very beginnings of pro. 
Um, oh my gosh. I, I feel like I've said this a million times, but it's, I can't believe it's been 17, almost 17 years. Yeah. Um, I really wanted my own bakery, which doesn't seem like anything correlating <laughs> to running at all. But I've like always wanted my own like coffee shop or bakery. Mm-hmm. And before I die, I swear I'm going to make it happen. It could be a side part yeah. of pro. <laughs> it could be the pro cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Now it'll be like all gluten free everything, but, um, hey, I'm good with that. I'll be the first one in line. <laughs> so yeah. So I wanted, like, I just wanted my own thing. I was working a job. Um, I was coaching at Waukesha North at the time mm-hmm. and I had a job, um, in accounts receivables. I was a finance major for a company called Boise Cascade. And there were wonderful people that worked there. Um, I moved into different positions and I just hated it. And it got to a point where I couldn't coach because of the hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was driving home one day and I saw for lease sign is actually attached to the Princeton club. Um, Is that still the Princeton club? I'm not sure. (laughs) And I came home and I was like, oh, we should open a running store next to the Princeton club. It'd be so great. Cause I was coaching and Trey was coaching and we're running, you know, I was running marathons and stuff. And um, if you're going to have to wear the gear, you might as well pay for it. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was like, cause I I just, I, you know, I always had the case on the Monday. So I'm like, I don't want to go to work. And so, um, yeah. So then he's like, that's a great idea. So I um, started looking into it. And uh, once I was vested in my 401k, I quit. I got a job at Starbucks and Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was working, you know, so you have barista capabilities is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> and it kind of took off from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So funny story. I actually remember when Pro was like the tiny little one door place here in Ruby Isle. Yeah. And you had like the one treadmill in the front. Oh my gosh. And I think, cause it had been like 2007 or something like that. Um, not long after you guys had just opened and you were manning the store and I came in because I was an athletic trainer for Marquette at the time. And your other great Dane. Yes, Portia. Yep. Came out. And I was like, whoa, big dog. Where's the person? And then he <laughs> came out and you helped me. And here I'm like running in the front store window, getting my first pair of like running shoes after I moved back and Aww. stuff. So like I remember that small storefront compared to oh my gosh, this so tiny. space that you have now. I mean, it was maybe what an eighth of what you have now or something like that. It was tiny. Oh my gosh. And yeah. now it's just like you guys kept going and never looked back, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Know? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of looking in all directions that happens <laughs> as you grow and change. And there's a lot of challenges that come with growth in business. Yeah. You know, we've grown and shrank and grown and shrank. So yeah. And it's like exciting and scary all in one because, you know, as a small business owner, there's a lot of challenges and a lot that falls on you as a result of that. But, you know, for you guys to have that strength to like persevere and end up with what you are, I mean, in, to me in Milwaukee and Waukesha area, if you're going to go get running shoes, this is where you come. Oh, thank you. You know, I mean, in all honesty, like this is where you come. That's awesome. So, I mean, you guys have significantly grown in staff and size from when you first started. We have, this is not our biggest staff because Staffing is very difficult right now, but um, yep, we right now we have four locations. At our peak, we had six, um, and then COVID hit, and so I would say um, we're at a good place right now. The yep. locations we have are doing really well, um, but definitely, you know, staffing is our biggest challenge. Um, Always yep. right now, I think yeah. that's like the retail <laughs> industry's story right now. Yeah. Always. But who we have are, we have an amazing group of people who work here. So absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, so I have really strong feelings about what makes pro unique and I might share those myself, but why don't you tell me a little bit more about the environment that you created that has made this place so unique? Yeah. Um, 
honestly, the care that we have with all of the customers, I think the customer service um, that you would get here compared to a typical retail store, like we get to know our customers, mm-hmm. they become friends, um, you know, we'll hang out with them outside of work. And it's just really cool, the relationships we've built. Um, on top of that, just our fitting process that we go through, um, the steps that we take to find the best shoe for the person, um, I think is really you know unique. We just got a new scanner, um, just to add to that experience. And then also we have the largest inventory um, mm-hmm. of a running store in Wisconsin. I, I will have to like fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that's true. I've been told by our um, sales reps. And um, so just being able to pull inventory, especially for people who have harder fitting feet, like if you need a 4E width or, you know, um, larger, smaller widths or special orders, that kind of thing. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. I would say any person that walks in this store feels like the person who greets them wants to know them as a person. Yeah. You know, they want to know not just about what shoe do you need, but like, all, all about it, like in terms of like, how often are you running? What do you do? What do you do for work? When are you wearing these shoes? You know, how often are you training? Like there's so many questions, but it's more of a conversation and a relationship building. Cause I can't tell you how many of my patients I've sent here and then they get to know the person that fit them. And then they want to go back and see that person again, Yeah, you know, because now they have this like established trust and conversation and know that this is more of a relationship and things like that versus just going into a store to buy a shoe. And that's a really unique experience, especially in this day and age. Yeah. I feel like, so tell me if I was a person first walking in your store to get a pair of like my first pair of running shoes, what does that experience look like in your store? Yeah. I mean, obviously we would greet you with open arms. Um, it really doesn't matter if you're a walker runner, a nurse who needs good shoes, somebody walking their dog. Um, but honestly, the first thing is just having a conversation. Like, what do you need these shoes for? What are you using them for? And then what kind of problems are you having? Um, unfortunately, a lot of people have aches and pains and issues. Um, and so that's kind of the first step in the conversation. Um, just getting to know them and getting to know what has worked in the past, what hasn't Mm -hmm. worked in the past. Um, and then from there we do a measurement. So we obviously like we look at what size you are, what width you are. A lot of people haven't measured their feet in a long time. Um, and they're surprised to find that they're wearing the wrong size of an athletic shoe. Um, yeah. And then from there we watch you walk, we have you do some, um, different kind of squats and tests to see what your ankle mobility is like, what your arch looks like. Um, hip weakness, that kind of thing. And then once we bring out a tester shoe, we record you on a treadmill. Um, we now have a foot scanner, so um, we can look to see the scanner confirms what we measure on the Brannock device. Like, okay, if you have a wide foot or not a wide foot, how much volume you have. Um, if you have, you know, you need a wider toe box, a narrower heel. It's just really cool to see that um, visually. I think it helps customers to yeah. see what we're seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. What I think what's interesting too is coming here and I've come here to get shoes for myself, for work, for running, for just everyday wear. And a couple of things I learned from working with some of your staff is like, okay, well, you're an eight and a half, but you might actually need to be in a nine. Maybe your toe box needs to be different, you know, because we actually want some space for your foot to splay or things like that. A lot of misconceptions about what shoes are and what they need to be for your foot. Totally. And also talking about like, I mean, I think I could probably sit down and have a multi-hour conversation with your staff about the type of foam I'm standing on, (laughs) where it's like, this foam does this and this foam does this. And, you know, something also that I learned from talking with your associates was that, you know, having two pairs of shoes is better than one, even if it's for wearing it to work. 
totally. because the foam needs anywhere from 24 to 36 hours to kind of rebound and come back to its original form. Yeah. And I hear I'm like, well, that makes sense, you know, but you wouldn't think about it when you're just looking at a pair of shoes, you just think they're a pair of shoes. So there's a lot more to it than even just being fit. It's like understanding what the right fit is for you per se. So like I was shocked that I was wearing a nine and I was so used to wearing an eight and a half or, you know, knowing that I need to alternate certain pairs or, you know, the function of what each of these styles of shoes brings for you, you know, that my, and obviously I know this, but like my running shoe is different than my everyday shoe or things like that. So I think there's a lot of education that goes on during that fit as well, based off of what they're learning about you as a person and for your needs. But it's always very interesting to go through and like try a pair of shoes, watch what it looks like on the treadmill and let's see what this looks like in real life versus what it's like just taking a spin around the store and calling it, you know? Yeah. I think it makes a big difference being able to have the conversation. Um, nobody ever wants to be told they need a bigger size shoe. <laughs> Especially women. they need a wide. Yeah. But it makes a huge difference in comfort. And totally. that's really what it's about. I'm like, I wish I could rip the size tag off of the shoes. Yes. And then, you know, and jeans and everything else. But it's like, <laughs> That's you know. a different conversation. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's eye-opening. Um, and we definitely want to have an educational piece when people come in. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you're not on the floor as much as you speak. Maybe, Sadly. <laughs> maybe only when it gets crazy in here. Um, but what are some of the, like the common misconceptions or misunderstandings that you see of people, especially probably newer to the situation that you've seen come in through your doors? Sure. Oh my gosh. I am trying to get back on the floor more because I hate being stuck behind a computer. It's like you start something and then all of a sudden, you know, you're back to where you didn't want to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm hiring for that. Um, yeah. but yeah, if anyone's interested, call exactly. It. exactly. I need a personal assistant. Um, yeah, but a, a lot of the big things is like how long a parachute lasts, you know, oh, people yeah. are wearing their shoes way too long. Um, and it's like, if you have two pairs of shoes, you can get longer life out of a pair of shoes. Yeah. You can rotate them. Or like when your shoes are partly, you know, almost dead, rotate in a new pair. Um, and then sizing is one thing. Um, socks play a huge role in how shoes fit. So mm-hmm. you kind of want to stay consistent in the type of socks you're wearing. A thick sock will make it probably too tight compared to a thin yeah. sock or vice versa, um, depending on the type of foot you have. So mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of it has to do with fit and how long a shoe lasts. Um, and then a lot of times like aches and pains sometimes can just go away by getting a new pair of shoes because yeah. you've been running on your shoes for too long. Yeah, yeah, because so. you're kind of like running on a flat tire, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's easy, there's sometimes simple fixes to things that are going on. And again, like also having the right shoe for you can drastically change some of those experiences as well. You know, like I'll get a person who five years ago, maybe they needed a shoe that had more control to it. Well, now their strength and their stride has changed or things like that. And all of a sudden that control shoe is actually too much. Oh yeah. But they just kind of lived and died by, well, I need this kind of shoe. And when they actually come in and you have someone look at it and realize, "Eh, maybe you actually are more appropriate for like a more neutral shoe now. All of a sudden some of those things can change of what your body's experiencing based on how the shoe can influence how you're moving. I agree. I think it's a problem because people will come and get fitted or get fitted somewhere else. And then they just keep buying the same shoe, but yes. find it on sale, which is great. I love a good sale myself, but 
the shoes change and your body yes. changes. And so we always joke that like, if you find a shoe that you really like, buy a handful of pairs of it <laughs> because there, these companies go through evolutions of their shoe, right? That yeah. one model doesn't stay the same from now till forever, correct? Oh, they're constantly making improvements or yeah. some people don't like the improvements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just evolving because new types of materials come out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making them softer, lighter, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say in my physical therapy experience, feet don't love change. <laughs> they don't. Um... So it has to be gradual or things like that, you know. And so it's like if you are only married to this one shoe and the shoe changes, and all of a sudden you start to have issues. It's like, well, let's take a look, yes. <laughs> you know, and things like that. The body really likes gradual change and the ability to slowly digest all this. And so like, I think people kind of just think feet or feet. And I, I mean, it's the foundation you walk on, you yes. know, it, it's what sets you up for how you're moving every step of your day. So it does make a really big difference in having what's right for you and not necessarily being married to just one thing, but being open to what is the thing that's fitting your body's need at the time. Yeah. You know, cause like our strength ebbs and flows, you know, like all of a sudden now I'm a young professional that's at a desk job. Whereas before I was an athlete in college, your body's needs are changing and <laughs> how you function changes, you know? And so that's the thing is, is that's why I like coming back and saying, Hey, well, let's just get you reassessed because we want to find what fits your needs, not necessarily um, what you think you should be in per se. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, and that's what's great. It's here. They just say, well, let's take the time. Let's take a look. You know, I agree. And we love nothing more than to sit and go through that. It's boring when somebody comes in. And like, <laughs> I want this shoe in this size. It's like, OK, come on. You know, like, let's have a conversation. So. Let's sit down and chat first. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take this kind of one step further. So let's just say you have like. Like high schooler who's going to be brand new to running. They want to go out for the cross country team. Sure. What's kind of that conversation that we're having with them about starting this journey and getting their shoes and where do we go with this? Yeah. I mean, I coached cross country for, ooh, I think 16 years. Um, and so the biggest thing with them is making sure they're using their shoes for running. They're not also wearing them around mm-hmm. school, oh, um, which is very easy to do if you have a really good looking shoe. Exactly. Let's make them ugly. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, making sure they're just using the shoes for that, um, that they're going to have aches and pains. A lot of times when they first start, it's normal to, you know, have a little bit of achiness in your calves and your shins. Cause now mm-hmm. you're running on your toes more. You're doing speed. Um, you're putting change on your body. <laughs> so we, yeah. So we have that conversation with them. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when you race, a lot of times you fit them in a pair of spikes. And so that typically puts a lot of stress on the muscles and the feet. And so they have soreness from that. So the big thing um, when high school athletes come in is just having that conversation, like what's normal soreness and what isn't. Um, They obviously have a great, you know, system at school too. They can talk to their athletic trainers and their coaches, Um, but also getting them into like, they've never worn non-cotton socks before, you know what I mean? Like getting them into a performance (laughs) sock and making sure their shoes fit. Sometimes, I mean, parents, you know, not knowingly, they don't realize their kids are in the wrong size shoes um, because they don't, you know, measure them at home and their kids probably don't tell them. So similar along those lines and not just because you offer this stuff in the store, but what about gear? Like, do we talk to them about like attire, things like that? Like what to expect, you know, especially if you're new to the sport and you're just getting started, like, yeah, we always have um, kind of like an intro outfit for them, like the tech apparel, just because, yeah. you know, like I said, a socks, you want non-cotton. Um, <laughs> then we also go through foam rolling. How do you use it? Um, yeah. Massage tools. Um, sometimes we help kids get insoles or if they need um, compression for their shins, like yeah. if they are dealing with shin splints, we'll help fit them for a pair of compression sleeves, you know, totally. that kind of thing. 
Yeah, when I think like, you know, it's like knowing like what's the right, you know, shorts to wear or leggings or whatever it is that you're getting into because like sometimes they just kind of like I see like that first like freshman year athlete where like they have like basketball shorts on and oh, you're yeah. like, oh. That's <laughs> and you'll enjoy running so much more, you know, with yeah. the right gear and especially totally. like women getting them in the right sports bra that fits. Um, totally. That's just super important. Makes running more comfortable and you'll want to do it more. So yeah. An interesting point is that people look at sports bras as like underwear. It's really a piece of sport equipment. Oh yeah. Really? Like that's what helps you be functional to participate in sport. And it's not like if you're getting chafing or it hurts, you have to double up on your bras, like definitely need to get fit. Like we have all the women, um, train for sports bras, which is great. Yeah. So. Cause that's a learning point that like, I don't think people would know to ask those questions or some people accept discomfort as normal. Yeah. You know, whereas knowing that maybe we need to have a conversation about changing your quote equipment. So that way you're not having those issues. Cause in theory, yes, your legs are gonna have some aches and pains, but like chafing, rubbing, things like that are not things that should be happening while you're trying yeah. to run. Like that, that is preventable. <laughs> those are all preventable and manageable on some level. And it usually comes down to having the right stuff. Oh my gosh. I had black toenails in high school. <laughs> I was wearing two small shoes, but nobody, you know, you didn't know me, so totally. Um, so I mean, I think it's really cool that you guys have this staff and this background to, you know, really educate your clients and support. And I love how much you guys have like these high school days, everyone comes in, gets their shoes and, you know, really help get these young runners started and things like that. But I really feel like just even outside the store, Pro really has this big, broad community reach. You have a lot of education programs here. You have running groups. You guys have been really involved in some races. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you kind of got started in kind of creating these community feels as well as getting involved in the running community and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think we've always tried to support as many races as we can just because it's important. Um, I think it helps people, um, it helps to have well quality races and they're not cheap to put on. And so if we can help in any way, um, to have that experience. And then we have a race team. Um, we started the race team just because we grew up, you know, on a track and cross country team and it just is awesome to have teammates to connect with, have people to run with. Um, and it's the same thing with our fun runs. A lot of times it's just more motivating to meet in a group and know that there's going to be people there, um, all paces, all different levels, um, and just a welcoming environment just to keep you going. Cause a lot of times it's like, it's hard to get out the door on your own. So if you know you have a commitment and you're going to meet people at a group run, then I think that helps. Totally. And I think it's just funny how long you have certain clients that have been participating in these group runs. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. Yeah, we have people, I mean, literally that have been coming since we opened. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Which is, which is really cool. And I come here often to do like the Saturday talks and stuff like that because you guys offer these education platforms for professionals and just seeing the same people and it's like walking into their house and they're like, hey, how's it going? Come on back, grab some pancakes. You know, but it just like, it like this storefront has almost like become their second home on some levels because they're here every Saturday to do their run or, you know, or I think really cool, like third ward. I'm sure there's a lot of young professionals that see each other regularly and it's becomes their own little mini community, Yeah, you know, and that's, what's really cool. And I think that's, what's interesting about the running world in general is runners stick together. <laughs> I agree. And even it's like, we'll have people who come, like they'll be injured and they can't run, but they'll just come they'll for come. pancakes or to hang out. And it's yeah. like, and that's totally awesome. Like, but I, feel like that, run. <laughs> I feel like that shows you that you accomplish your goal though, that like you've set that sense of community that come as you are, 
no matter what happens, like you're welcome to hang out. <laughs> like, Aww, you I know, but it's true though, right? You know, that like if someone feels that welcome that even though they can't directly participate in your program, they still feel like this is where they should be. Yeah. You know, which is kind of cool. That's the goal. I Absolutely. Like that. yeah. no, I really think that it's a very cool thing. Um, so a little bit of like a fun round. Okay. I promise these are not intimidating. <laughs> but this is just to like help everyone else get to know you a little bit on okay. some fronts. So first of all, this can be an endorsement or not, whatever you want. What are your go-to shoes right now? Okay. I always feel bad doing this because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But right <laughs> now I love the Brooks Glycerin GTS. It is like my... I'm not running as much as I used to just because I'm coming back from some stuff, but I just love it. I have a pair for work and I have a pair to run in because like, I just want that feeling on my feet. Yeah. Um, and then I do love, I have a pair of, um, Saucony endorphin speeds, um, that make me feel fast, even though I'm not fast anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do like those as well. So they're kind of my two go-to right now. Interesting. I like it. So you've obviously been in this almost 17 years now. I feel like the pendulum swings a lot. <laughs> Oh yeah. In terms of like, we go from cushion to barefoot to back to something else to zero drop to, you know, who knows? Like it, it keeps shifting. What, what's your, like, where's your landing point and all of that? Oh my gosh. Right now the big thing is like max cushion. Um, mm -hmm. but you're right. It does swing a lot. Honestly, I think it's, you have to experiment with shoes for yourself to yeah. see what your body likes. Like what I like is totally different than what Trey likes. He'll be like, this is the best shoe ever. And I'm like, that is horrible. I can't stand it. <laughs> or I'll be like, you need to carry the shoe. And then, you know, somebody else yeah. in the store will, won't even pull it, you know, cause they don't, you know, they don't like it. And so I think it's trying things. And that's, what's awesome about buying shoes here is you buy a pair. If you don't like them, we will take them back and then you can try something else. Cause it's like as much as all the testing we do and all the things we let you try in the store, you yeah. don't know until you're out on a run. Yeah, 100%. And you might love like a super cushioned shoe or you might like something super firm. Like you just, you kind of have to play with it. You need a little bit of trial and error. Yeah, yeah. And I agree. Like trends can be trends. Yeah. But a trend is different than what your body needs. Totally. And we have the things for you the trends. All the things. You can try them. But yeah, don't like especially you know when somebody says like my friend has this and loves it that is not a reason to get a shoe yeah but no i totally agree we see it all the time but i think ultimately too and this is same thing in the physical therapy world anything in extremes is like never good yes <laughs> like don't go from being like a zero drop to being like the cushion person in like like don't swing from one oh end to the other <laughs> like so baby steps right <laughs> yes the barefoot i'm so glad that's over yeah <laughs> yeah no and there's and there's there are all you can find a benefit to any style of shoe there's yes. no doubt but again it's more about what's right for you and just not being biased by oh my friend loves this shoe or oh this is the big thing right now like just Come in like blank slate yeah, and find what's right for you. And I think you'll settle in much easier. And I love the fact that you guys allow people to like go try their shoes and send them back. Especially like for me with, I have athletes that I often send here coming off of injury yeah, that sometimes they need to have that time with the shoe to be like, Ooh, yeah, um, my shin isn't really loving this one yet. And getting the opportunity to try something else. And that makes a big difference. And knowing that that is okay here yeah, because again, somebody who's in the right shoe is also the person that's less likely to get hurt. And they're also the one that's more likely to run more miles. <laughs> and you don't want to have, you know, yeah, no one a, wants a, a bad shoe sitting on a shelf that you can't yeah, wear. You totally. Know, so. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. So a little bit more of a fun question. So if you were stuck on a desert island from okay. now until forever, what is your number one food that you're bringing with you? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not a food, but you know, coffee. Um, and then after that, this is, 
I love broccoli, so maybe some broccoli. <laughs> That's a so very unique fun. answer. <laughs> I, they probably like balance each other out, right? You Probably your nutrients, and then you get, yeah, you know, it works. I like it. It speaks to, it always gives someone the chance to speak to who they are. <laughs> um, so maybe like a slightly deeper con- like question. So, I mean, you've been through a lot between, you know, your adventures in college running of like figuring that out, going into the business world, shifting now, things like that. If you were just kind of like, look back at the younger version of you, looking back with all these solid years of experience, what's maybe one piece of advice you would have given yourself then to like look back from your experience now, yeah. or even if you're like speaking to like let's say another young, like young college person who's kind of like going about to go through these transitions of life. Yeah, honestly, and I think about this a lot, so it's a good question. It's just enjoying what I have with where I'm at because mm-hmm. I'm a very competitive person, so nothing was ever good enough. Um, nothing was ever fast enough. The business wasn't taking off enough, so it's like I spent mm-hmm. so many years like moving towards the next goal without enjoying what was in front of me yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense i think it's just as adults now and especially like when you have your own kids and things like that you start to like gain these perspectives of looking back being like man i wish i would have known that oh totally <laughs> you know? and it's like if i can impart that to somebody else it maybe makes somebody else's journey that much better you yeah. know so that's why i kind of like that question a lot so um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you can always learn more about Performance Running Outfitters on social media at, at Performance Running yep. or online at www.performancerunning.com. Or better yet, stop in one of their four locations. We have, I'm going to do this off the top of my head, Brookfield, Shorewood, Delafield, and Third Ward. You got it. Yep. yep. Um, and check out their amazing products and staff, their gear. I honestly even buy non-running clothes here because their <laughs> Viore stuff like kills me. I could shop here all day. Um, but thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed getting the opportunity to get to know one of the big businesses in the area that we use to support our athletes and our patients. Um, so thank you for joining us today in the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. I hope you enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about Pro just like I did. And we will see you on the next podcast. Hey, wait a minute. Are you a runner that's been dealing with any pain or injury? Do you want to get back to running pain-free? You should check out our free pain-free running checklist. This is a checklist that goes through exactly the testing that we do in our office to try to help runners get back to pain-free running. It will walk you step-by-step how to accomplish the test and give you guidelines of what we would expect for a normal, active, healthy runner. You can access this free resource at the link in this podcast or by going to our social media at kinetic underscore SMP and clicking the link in our bio. Thank mm-hmm. you.